With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom, reach new audiences, and bring important information to the public free of charge. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom and donate today. Simply go to tntradio.live. You're with Hervoy Morich on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Tucker Carlson has not yet dropped his interview with Putin, so I, I think I'm good uh, for now. Uh, there was a rumor I think it would be going now, 7 p.m. Eastern. Who knows uh, what's going on? And uh, all right, we got a great another great guest coming up uh, at your representative, Heather Scott, um, rep heatherscott.com is the website I, I believe she's a biologist businesswoman and politician fighting globalism out there in idaho which is absolutely fascinating idaho potatoes right uh, famous um more more uh crazy algorithm ghetto news so in the uk co-op supermarkets uh, are being given ai tech and secure tills um because of crime what, what a surprise so the co-op is installing in its supermarkets over 200 secure till kiosks locked cabinets for bottles of spirits alcohol and ai tech to monitor self checkouts after a 40 44 percent surge in retail crime like we were literally saying this was going to happen this was a corporate uh fascist false flag right public private partnership we are living under fascist technocracy and um now it explains why the police did a stand down across the US UK Europe Canada and let criminals um mobs go into local shops and rob them loot them because the plan has been to install the algorithm ghetto the social credit system which is what they're doing right now as we speak in the co-op in UK um this again this was an interesting comment by George Gammon who commented on Michael Saylor's take on on Bitcoin and George said yesterday Michael Saylor Saylor again Saylor um is the guy who's buying up all the Bitcoin um he is former military I think and Saylor is saying the U.S dollar will remain reserve currency but backed by Bitcoin and it seems like he's no longer aligned with the majority of Bitcoiners George Gammon says odd how the more Bitcoin ecosystem evolves the more it becomes like our existing monetary system strong point there millions of hacked toothbrushes used in Swiss cyber attacks so there's Cobra Commander Klaus Schwab's real plan he's gonna brush our teeth to death uh, the attack of the killer flying um electronic toothbrush smart toothbrush with malware uh Hey, but let's not forget about Cyber Polygon. I hope you're making some preps for that. Um, Carl Tykrib, a Canadian who I'm a big fan of, who's a, who's, he's a Christian. He he writes about you know the coming world government, world religion. He tweets out a, a photo where he said, at an academic conference on NATO and its future, I guess he attended it, we were told that Canada's grand strategy was the complete development of a rules-based world order where we pool our sovereignty for collective security. I've been saying for the longest time, NATO is like the one world government's uh, one world army police force. That's what they're trying to do. They want to become global. They they want to rename themselves. I'm not kidding to new Atl new alliance 
treaty organizations so that they can be the global police force. And so maybe that's the plan, knock out all other militaries, Russia, China, uh, Iran, so that there's only NATO remains. So it's the one world army for the one world government, right? And your one world religion is going to be Lucifer's Trust, the Lucifer Lucifer Trust. I've, I've been to their meetings. They are, uh, they are an official United Nations NGO, and they believe that Lu they believe Lucifer is Prometheus. Lucifer is the Christ. He's the Messiah. He's here right now, and he's just waiting for the right moment to appear to, to, to save us all from ourselves and, I guess, from God. Uh, anyways, crazy times. Um, we've also got Tony Guterres of the United Abominations, as Dave Mustaine would say of Megadeth. They wrote a song, uh, United Abominations, Megadeth. Uh, uh, Tony Guterres, head of the UN, has said, world is entering an age of chaos. Well, yeah, you guys brought it about. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so he's warning about the chaos. And, um, yeah, talk about Captain Obvious there, Tony Guterres. And uh, Riley Wagaman has uh, reported out of Russia how Moscow is expanding its war against infoterrorism in, in, in Russia where spreading fakes is now punishable with fines and prison time and property confiscation in Russia. There's your multipolarity, algorithm, algorithm ghetto, uh, multipolar edition. Um, and then what else we got going on that is interesting? Only solution is total victory, says Netanyahu. Nothing really new um, there. And um, yeah, Israel, Hamas deal is dead as Netanyahu dismisses delusional terms the war is going to expand and there was an interesting report from Joel Kotkin that had unheard I'm a fan of his where he writes that Joden's, Joe Biden's war on fossil fuels is hurting America White House officials are so soaked in green ideology they have abandoned the basic logic of geopolitics according to which energy is power the real long-term winners will not be Gaia but instead countries such as Russia, Iran, and Qatar. And Anas Al-Haji, um, important dude on Twitter that I follow in the energy and oil industry, he says, this could be the most important news in the oil and gas market this month. China's homemade subsea oil drilling equipment is put into use in Xinjiang. And it's an interesting article where it says that uh, the oil recovery rates by China is, uh, I guess in certain parts of South China, is averaged at 20, 30%. This new technology will give them an extra 10 percent uh which again could change different uh calculuses and uh Saudi Arabia put out uh, a memo basically saying we have to have a Palestinian state we need to have a two-state solution so yeah a lot of stuff is going on a quick reminder to give TNT a follow on all the we are on all the major social platforms as well as alt tech find us at Facebook X Instagram Gab Getter of course, the video channels, Rumble, Odyssey, YouTube. Follow us there. Help us get the word out as we cover the biggest topics of our time right here on today's News Talk TNT. Russia, gas prices, COVID mandates. It just doesn't seem like anybody's doing anything about it. Today's News Talk Radio TNT. Who needs a doomsday clock when you've got former president of Russia, Dmitry Medvedev, who has reportedly issued a fresh warning to the West that a direct war between Moscow forces and NATO would lead to nuclear apocalypse. 
here with the story. Joining me once again, TNT News producer Adam Clark, codename Ruckus. Thanks, Sir Bori. It's a fresh warning because uh, last time I checked, Medvedev has said something like this before. Uh, what is he saying? Uh, well, he says uh, that a full-scale war between Russia and NATO would leave Moscow with no choice, no choice, but to deploy its nuclear assets. Mm -hmm. uh, he reiterated, however, his country is not necessarily seeking a conflict with the U.S.-led military bloc. Yay, that's good. Uh, Medvedev, who is now serving as deputy chairman of Russia's Security Council, uh, took to uh, Telegram to issue this warning. Uh, it was in response to recent statements and reports that some European leaders are telling their populations to prepare for war. Hmm. For example, just last month, UK Army Chief General Patrick Sanders called on authorities to, quote, mobilize the nation, end quote, to prepare for war with Putin, and that the population needs a, quote, unquote, shift in thinking to be ready. Aha, uh -huh. of course, we've been talking about and noticing how the world is acting over Tucker Carlson, United States journalist, just deciding to interview Putin and what the implications of that could be. So this is kind of a response to that kind of anti Russia warmongering talk. Uh, Medvedev mocked uh, all of this and other examples of NATO leaders accusing Moscow of seeking a broader war as, but quoting him, quote, dangerous drivel, end quote. I had to look up drivel to make sure he was saying what I think he's saying. Yeah, like a bunch of nonsense, basically, but dangerous nonsense, mind you. Uh, he said that this is all about trying to bolster support for sending more weapons to Kyiv amid what's become war fatigue among Western publics. Hmm, interesting. According to Russian media translation of his words, Medvedev said this is part of efforts to prop up Ukraine, quote, a dying country that is foreign to taxpayers, end quote, while ignoring problems at home. He wrote, quote, therefore, every day the leaders of these countries broadcast we need to prepare for war with Russia and continue to help Ukraine, end quote. Uh, that's when he said that people in the West have to be told the blunt truth. Medvedev underscored that the Russian response to attack by NATO would without doubt be asymmetrical. He explains, quote, since our military capabilities are incomparable, we will simply have no choice the response will be asymmetrical to protect the territorial integrity of our country. Ballistic and cruise missiles with special warheads will be used. This will be the proverbial apocalypse, the end of everything, end quote. Well, there you go. Uh, you know, take it with a grain of salt, considering who it's coming from. Favori, but, you know, in, in case there was ever a doubt while we're so distracted with everything else, yes, nuclear annihilation is still on the table. Uh, what do you think? I, I like where he said all European leaders cynically lie to their citizens. That is true. Uh, you know, it's been interesting to see the metamorphosis of, of Medvedev. You know, I think before 20, 2008, 2012, you know, he was... These guys were pretty pro-Western, you know, they wanted to integrate with the West. I remember 2008, Medvedev was holding a coin. People can find this article. I, it's funny how I remember these uh, many of these articles years ago. He's holding up a United 
uh, was called United World Coin. Like he was promoting globalism previously, Medvedev. Um, and um, but I think once they, they were told you can't be you can't be part of the club, then they got angry. Uh, you know, and so I, I don't know. I talk to people as well who say Medvedev's putting on a show. You know, it's all talk. Um, he is he is a pretty short dude, you know. He and have people notice he looks exactly like Tsar, um, <laughs> that Tsar. But um, yeah, I don't know what to make of it, Ruckus. Are we really in danger of World War Three? Is this all a show? Um, I, I think it could go both ways, and I do think the elites do want to escalate militarily. That they want um some sort of bigger war or multiple theaters of it and they're definitely crazy enough to take us there and so i don't know what do you what do you think well there was i mean there's there there um the rhetoric is starting to ramp up on the side of russia i i must admit there was this other report i was looking at some statements coming from moscow's permanent envoy to the un vasily nebenzia i guess he was doing something uh he was speaking on tuesday but he was basically the story's coming out now there was a uh there was a missile strike um from ukraine on a bakery in the city of lisichansk in russia's lugansk uh, people's republic killed over two dozen civilians but apparently they're trying to say that U.S. is directly involved because th there was somebody who came out and admitted that the people in Ukraine using these high Mars equipment, they, they have to get permission from Washington before a target is approved. So they're saying that, it, you know, these targets that we're seeing, including like this bakery strike where civilians are killed, including the uh, the prisoner of war exchange plane that got shot down and 60 people or something like that were killed. They're saying that those strikes were approved by the United States. And if they can make a case for that, that's probably not a good sign or worry is all I'm saying. It is not. uh and you know what? It's a good sign. Tucker Carlson still hasn't uploaded his um, Putin interview. So uh, people can still tune in <laughs> to us here. Uh, no, I'm being silly. But yeah, I guess we're just going to have to wait. And I think we need to not be taken by these headlines and all these all this talk of war. You know, Telegraph readers last week sent in their thoughts to the Telegraph and saying, stop hyping up stop all this talk of world war three uh again don't live afraid uh you know don't look at the headlines daily enjoy life be happy uh you know get a dog or a cat or a rabbit or something make some babies have some kids <laughs> you know go go into nature any final thought for us Ruckus? it sounds nice but it's my job so i gotta stick to it Herbori. thanks <laughs> All right, uh, we, we should have Representative Heather Scott joining us out of Idaho to talk about uh, her fight uh, and our fight against globalism. Feel free to call in as well, or you can send in a comment or a question, drop it in the chat, the live chat on the website or through my email. I'll be right back. TNT's Steve Malzberg. If a president could be prosecuted for things he did, which he believed and was advised by his lawyers, what, what was was the duty of the president to do and then after the fact after he's president he could be prosecuted the example has come up today many times well when joe biden leaves office he could be prosecuted for not securing the border 
Barack Obama um, okayed drone strikes against American citizens overseas, he could be prosecuted for murder. I mean, this opens up a whole can of worms. Um, Pandora's box, I think, is the term that uh, that Trump used. Steve Malzberg on today's News Talk TNT. A better business tip from TNT Radio. News Talk Radio listeners are some of the most active and involved listeners of any format. TNT Radio listeners rely on TNT Radio often as their primary source of information. They trust TNT Radio and are highly engaged with the content. If you'd like more information about advertising on TNT Radio, simply fill out your details on our contact page and we'll be in touch. To find out more, go to tntradio.live. At the top of the hour, we'll keep on top of the news. It's the most important thing we can do. On today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Joining us on the Rebel Transmission, we've got a Rebel politician, if I may, Heather Scott, American (laughs) biologist, business uh, woman, politician serving as a Republican member of the Idaho House of Representatives from District 2A. The website uh, is repheatherscott.com. And do follow her on Twitter, X, at Heather Scott ID. Welcome to TNT, Representative Scott. Thank you, Hervoye. It's an honor to be here, for sure. It's it's honor it's an honor to have you and it's funny because I I noticed somehow you followed my podcast Twitter geopolitics and empire and then I tend to look at like who are some of, sometimes these people following me and then I I look at your bio Idaho you're 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 very outspoken against the tyranny in America and in the world and I'm like this is amazing we need more uh, Heather Scotts and if you could just tell us a bit about. Uh, you know, yourself and how you became so freedom minded and and, uh, a freedom fighter? Well, you know, I I actually wasn't politically involved at all till about 10 years ago. Um, I was working as a biologist, traveling the country, studying fish and water projects. And I pray for new direction. And I always warn people, be careful what you pray for, because my life starts spinning out of control. And um, I Googled how to run for office, and next thing you know, I was a state rep. And I really didn't have any experience at that time. And I don't tell many people, but since it's you, I, I didn't even vote. I don't I don't remember voting too much. So that was about 10 years ago, and I just got in the fight. And when I was saw what was going on, I was just disgusted. It, that's funny because when I graduated in Geneva from um, with my degree in international relations at the School of Diplomacy, I got a taste of government, national and international. And I'm like, I'm not going in there. And I, I went back to education <laughs> and teaching because at least you could sort of remain um, honest to yourself. And and there and, you know, the few good men and women like yourself who um, I would Consider you know you you honest with integrity and and fighting the good fight, but overall it's it's not for everyone. It wasn't for me, but if if, if people can go ahead and do it, uh, and you know we've had on TNT often uh, different um, people who've who've thrown their um, hat into the ring, uh, running for office at local, state, national levels, uh, and so maybe to get your further thought on the diagno- your diagnosis uh, of of the state of things in America, it just does not look good overall well yeah you know you turn your back on god that our country has done and things just start going downhill you know we have 
drug problems. We have morality problems. We, our, our money's, uh, we're about bankrupt, if if you even could call it that. Um, the churches don't preach the truth anymore. It's just a mess. Um, going downhill quick. That's pretty much the state of our country. And um, and so that that's kind of how I see it. It's pretty basic, but I don't know how to see it any other way. <laughs> no, I, I would agree um, with you. And you've mentioned that um, people are fleeing to Idaho, the American Redoubt. And a couple of years back, I interviewed on my podcast, um, James Wesley Rawls of survivalblog.com. And I, I, I think he coined the term. I'm not sure, but um so yeah uh, he, it's it's this uh, more conservative um areas of of the US where people are fleeing to to prepare for what's coming you know there's Florida there's Texas the Dakotas I think Idaho I've uh, interviewed pastor Chuck Baldwin who I think is in Montana if I'm not mistaken yeah. um uh and so yeah yeah and I I didn't I was kind of I didn't think about I've thought about relocating if I went back to the US I would not go back to my home state Illinois for sure I would go to a place like um, Idaho, maybe Alaska. Uh, and so if you want to tell us a bit about uh, this influx of people into Idaho. Well, I would say James James Rawls did make us a little famous. And, and a ton of people have come here from states seeking refuge. It's, it's a beautiful state. I mean, we have mountains. We have, we have big rivers and uh, big aquifers. It's just beautiful country. Uh, elk hunting is great at times before they put the wolves out there. Um, but we we are just exploding in population. We've been like the number one fastest growing state in the last two years. Uh, we're up, it's a small state, 1.9 million people, um, but that's gonna double uh, that's going to double in five years. That's going to be doubled as projection. And so it, it's we're we're feeling a lot of uh, growth pains and a lot of people are coming here. They've been fighting tyranny in California or Washington, and they think now we're coming to Idaho. We can just kick back and relax. And after about a year, they they come to come to me a lot of times and say, What's going on in your state? It is not the conservative state I thought it was. And so that's that's what they get a reality check once they get here that it's it's the same it's the same pig of different lipstick I think in Idaho at times. Yeah, and before getting your further thoughts on that, I'm just curious. I thought I read an article a couple months back. You you read all these different stories, you know, there's Texit Texas wants to secede. Um, and I, I thought I read something about like a greater Idaho. Or, are there any such movements yeah. in, in in Idaho or yeah. the neighboring states that want to join Idaho? Yeah, about half, of, well, about three quarters of Oregon wants to join Idaho. Um, they they actually, it's called Move Idaho Border. Um, they, they've been pretty serious. They've testified in our committees about three three or four times They've got their old Speaker of the House involved in the movement. Um, they've got a lot of ballot initiatives where they put it on the ballot and the people have said, yeah, we want to do this. I think they're up to like 14 or 15 counties that have signed on to do this. So um, they're serious. I it, it could happen the way we're going. Who knows what's going to happen in this country? 
uh yeah and and so as as you mentioned i mean that, that is fascinating uh, but i guess we'll see but so you you mentioned um that um idaho's not as conservative and so um what are the some of the things that are going on that have surprised people well i'll say um i think what happens is they move here and they've seen what's happened in their state and they're starting to see the signs of it happen here and they're trying to warn idahoans and you know it's kind of business as usual people are pretty checked out they're recreating they've been here forever and they think it'll never change but um i i think i mentioned this to you earlier and i i was hoping to talk about it a little bit the world economic forum has its tentacles in our state um i i i can i'll tell you some of the bills they've 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 come to our state with they are infiltrating our state and and so a lot of these Californians, they see the signs of it. They can't quite put their finger on it. Um, a lot of the legislators that have been around, we're just a part-time legislature. So we're only in session for three months. I'm in session right now. They don't, they don't see it coming. Um, they're only, they're kind of checked out for most of the year and three months they're politically active. And um, it, it's, it's scary. I, I, I just found a bill, um, in 2015, my first year in the legislature, uh, we had a bill with international treaty language put right into our state code. And it was pushed and we killed the bill. The governor called a special session and brought everybody back in because they had to have this bill passed. And when I found the paperwork for that, there's a, a memorandum of support. The World Economic Forum is listed as a supporter of this treaty language in our state code. So that was my first taste of it. My very first year in session, I didn't even know at that point what the World Economic Forum was. I just found this as I was cleaning out my files. And so way back then it was going on. So that's just one example. Um, and that feels now in our code. That Compliments is of the World Economic Forum. It's absolutely insane. I call him Cobra Commander Klaus Schwab. <laughs> um, we, we have to jump real quick, Representative Scott, to our headlines. We'll we'll be back for more. Now, TNT Radio News. You are completely obsessed with breaking news. For TNT, this is James O'Neill. Search efforts are underway for five U.S. Marines following the discovery of their missing helicopter in Pine Valley, California on February 7th. Actor Rowan Atkinson has become a focal point in a debate over electric vehicles in the UK after his critical comments were said to negatively affect EV adoption and sales. The UN Special Rapporteur on Torture, Alice Jill Edwards, has urged UK authorities to prevent Julian Assange's extradition to the US. The common housefly, caught in the clutches of the spider's web. Every move it makes just makes matters worse. Then, dinner time. Feast on the captivating stories, videos, and helpful information on our website. Oh. Dinner's ready. Oh, man. Escape is futile. Just one more video. Get stuck in our web. TNTradio.live. We're talking to Representative Heather Scott from Idaho. Uh, check out, fo follow her website, um, rep heatherscott.com and on twitter x heather scott id and you know the world economic forum in, in in idaho now uh you know i was living in kazakhstan 
from 2017 to 2020 when COVID happened I immediately ran back to here to Mexico and then I discovered I live in Guadalajara the second biggest city in Mexico um all this massive public transport being built out uh, and I'm thinking like I've never seen this in my life been here over a decade and I was shocked to discover kind of it's similar to what you discovered that here in Guadalajara Mexico the governor of the state Jalisco our state is called the free and sovereign state and I'm like what a joke because this guy has wanted to alter the state constitution to allow for mandatory vaccination of its citizens he proposed checkpoints during COVID. so if you to enter the state you'd have to have a vaccine passport so like if I go to the beach I can't go back to my house and then I discovered that we are a resilient city which means basically effectively a sustainable or smart city and that the Rockefeller Foundation is financing the resilient city which explains the public transport because they want to take away our cars and so I think once people start looking like you do in your local government you're going to start unearthing uh these these tentacles and so um you know what do some of your colleagues or citizens think about this do, do people I mean are there people that you meet who still don't know who Klaus Schwab uh, is well I had a, people are figuring it out I, I stood up on the house floor about probably three years ago and and I tracked a bill to the World Economic Forum and just shared that. And, and one of the members came up to me afterwards and said, you know, we really can't be sharing conspiracy theories on the House floor. And I said, you might want to Google that and see what you, what's really going on. And, and I think since now it's become common, um, common talk. I, we had a bill in my committee today. We had killed this bill last year. It came back up this year and it and it came straight from Davos. 2022 Davos. I've got a, it's on critical infrastructure. Um, these bills are coming and they're setting up the structure in our state. In Idaho, a red, when I say red, I mean Republican House, Republican Senate, and Republican governor. Um, so it's, it's, it's really, um, as that's happening, we also have, you know, cameras going up in a lot of cities. They're setting up for smart cities. It's, it's happening. Um, Idaho's kind of signed on to the digital ID. So they're doing the digital ID stuff. And, um, I'm sorry, the real ID, which I think will just transition into the digital ID when it, when it, um, because they don't call it digital ID, they call it real ID. And so it's just it's just constant. And if you don't, you know, if you're kind of checked out, you just kind of a lot of legislators just kind of rubber stamp it all and they don't dig very deep. Um, this stuff's going right into our code. It's going to when they want to flip the switch, I think I'd hold just get sucked in with everyone else. Yeah, you know, I, I was a staff assistant as a grad student in Geneva at the EU and the UN during the World Health Assembly. And all of the, these are just apparatchiks. They're just, they'll, most of the politicians or functionaries will just go with the, the flow. And it's people like yourself, the Rand Pauls, the Thomas Masseys, the Tulsi Gabbards, pushing, keeping, uh, buying us time, so to speak. And that's my biggest threat, the digital ID, the CBDC, the cashless system, because if that gets installed, 
uh, people with opinions that Washington um, doesn't like, they can just shut off our bank accounts, no? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'll tell you another one that's come up this year that's a really hot item, and it surprises me. It's, it's um, I, I've got a study. It, it turns out that, they, that the World Economic Forum just said that AI, misinformation and disinformation, is the number one issue of 2024 above climate change, war, and economic weakness. And so I thought, why, why are they going after AI? So what, what is the big deal with AI in the World Economic Forum? But um, we're seeing tons of legislation on that connected to politicians. Um, you know, the conspiracy theory people in Idaho, we think it has to do with Epstein and politicians, but and they just want to protect themselves and say, oh, it was AI. But I don't know what's going on. But we're getting a lot of AI bills. And it's it's just it's just a coincidence, I'm sure, that that's the number one issue for the World Economic Forum this year. Yeah, they want to control the narrative. And um, I was going to ask, if, if these bills go forward in places like Idaho, your further thoughts on what this might mean, for example, would, would that allow... World Economic Forum and their friends, you know, the Black Rocks to come in and then buy up like Idaho infrastructure. And then with that, they can then quickly install these digital technologies. Uh, you know, what, what are some crazy things that they'd be able to do? And, and they, they could buy up all your cattle uh, and, and uh, um, make it force you to eat the bugs or what? You know, they own they already own our state through the corporations. Um, a lot of the big corporations, we have a, a huge group that runs our state. It's called Idaho Association of Commerce and Industry, IACI. I call them Idaho Association of Corporations and Industry, but it's all the big wigs. It, it's all the world economic partners, and they basically run the state. The money goes through the corporations. It funds the politicians. It gets tax breaks. Uh, Meta just came into our state. I think they're a world economic partner. Um, they just got a huge tax break to build a big data center. Um, so it's just this, it, it's, it, you won't see it as a world economic forum. It's the corporations that are running Idaho and, and running the politicians. And so that's kind of how I see it. I don't think Charles Schwab's coming to our state, but he's got all his minions here for sure. Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't be uh, surprised if he if he does visit um, um, Klaus. <laughs> but I, I, I also Klaus, one thing that comes to mind: uh, consulting companies. You know, I I remember during COVID, we were wondering who was giving the orders to the mayors, the governors, the presidents, world world over, right? Even here in Mexico, like the, the governor of my state. We're not even talking president. And what what's the mechanism? And I interviewed one Dutch um, dissident, Will, uh, Willem Engel, who's uh, been, had been arrested by the authorities there, and he was talking about like McKinsey, like there are these different consulting companies. You've got the UN, different NGOs, and then consulting companies that come in to local governments. Governments, I, I'm I'm sure even in in Idaho, have you seen anything regarding um, that? Yeah, absolutely. So that's how they network. Um, so what they do is they take Idahoans tax monies and they pay memberships and dues and fees 
to these organizations that that take them on expensive trips and wine them and dine them and do conferences to educate them. Uh, one such is the National Governors Association. That's how a lot of agendas get pushed right through our state. So our governor basically has joined this club of governors across the country. And what they do is they basically set up, they scratch each other's backs and they set up initiatives and they and they basically sign on to agendas. That's how Common Core came into our states. Um, their last initiative, I think it was two years ago, was reimagining the rural West. And, and it's how they brought broadband and the connectivity that was their initiative. Now they're on to the carbon, the carbon credits. And so it's happening through the National Governors Association and then they break themselves up into the Western Governors Associations and the Eastern Governors Associations. But that's how, that's where the main um, agendas and initiatives I think are being pushed. Now they do the same thing with the legislators. They join these memberships at about 70 grand a year with your taxpayer dollars. And, and they, they send them out to these events where they basically share legislation and ideas and network and basically indoctrinate them and then send them back to the state with legislation. You know, these, these legislators, there's a lot of them in this state. There's no way they're smart enough to write some of these bills. They're coming straight from the top. There's, there's coming from the agenda, you know, Davos and, and some of those. So, um, that's kind of how it works. And it's unfortunate they use your taxpayer dollars to do it. You know, that's that's just like the double whammy, right? Not only are they coming in and doing stuff, you're paying for it. Yeah, there was an article, I think, earlier this week um, talking about how, I think since 2013, the United States government has we we funded the World Economic Forum like sixty percent or something. I saw the number that we we've been fi financing our own um, demise. And uh, I I did want to also get your further thoughts because um, you were talking about in Idaho things aren't uh, the grass isn't as greener um, in the sense where you know it's not as conservative as people think and you know we've got wokeism the cultural marxism i recently interviewed former cia guy j michael waller who's been talking about this he so he, he's explaining how our intelligence agencies have become woke and even amazon wouldn't let me leave a review for his book uh the second time they let it go through but um because a lot of these corporations are woke right silicon valley amazon facebook um, and yep. so, our, our, what's the the scene in Idaho when it comes to this the cultural Marxism and and, and wokeism and whatnot? It, we we have all the same stuff. Uh, like I said, it, it's we have all the agendas in the schools with um, uh, the GBLT agendas and the transgender. The kids don't know if they're boys or girls anymore. You've got. Um, it's just all over. I mean, the, the whole state is woke. It's the corporations that are doing it. And, and I, you know, the churches, the churches have stopped um, standing on the word and they've allowed this to infiltrate their churches. And, and so that I call it, you know, the, the, the global church, the corporate church, um, that's, that's, it, it's, it's all of society. It's moral rot and decay. And, and um, it's it's happening so quick. And then every year, you know, you just graduate a new class of indoctrinated children back out 
back out into the system and it just keeps feeding the system. One good thing about Idaho, we have really good homeschool laws. So there's there's a lot of parents at homeschool. There's a lot of people that don't vax. Um, the, the schools can't require kids to vax to go to public schools. So there's there's a lot of little you know little loopholes that can protect people. Um, but overall, the trend we're 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 doing the same thing. We're going in the same direction. Yeah, and I had on the show uh a pastor from new york who wrote the book great reset christianity which would kind of explain what you're talking about and one of my favorite ministries good fight ministries pastor joe schimmel in california he's written many um made many documentaries on the emergent church this 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 fake sort of church um now and and just real quick we're gonna have to jump to break but just real quick isn't uh, isn't it worse though in other states uh don't you have a little bit more conservative um socially conservative citizens in, in idaho than say like california or illinois um it's all conservative until money gets involved and and then it i mean the money drives everything the love of money the root of evil and that, and that's kind of yeah i i i wouldn't say that well, I'll say this, Idaho's Republicans, Republicans are supposed to be the conservative ones, right? We are the sixth most liberal Republicans in the entire nation. Idaho's Republicans are ranked the sixth most liberal. If that gives you any idea, because everybody's a Republican in Idaho, so even the Democrats just put an R after their name to get elected. So we are literally sixth in the nation as the most liberal Republicans. Yeah, you know, a lot of grift. Yeah, a, a, lot, a lot of grift. And even in the independent media space, we're seeing a lot of, you know, um, mainline conservatives um, doing really bad stuff. It's it's time for our break. Again, people can visit repheatherscott.com. And uh, the, her, the, your Twitter feed is a, is a great resource. Heather Scott ID on Twitter. X will be right back. Give me a minute with TNT Radio's Steve Malzberg. Last week, Christopher Wray, the head of the FBI, testified before Congress and talked all about the threat that China poses to us, and it was downright frightening. The CCP's dangerous actions, China's multi-pronged assault on our national and economic security make it the defining threat of our generation. Now, when I described the CCP as a threat to American safety a moment ago, I meant that quite literally. There has been far too little public focus on the fact that PRC hackers are targeting our critical infrastructure. Seemingly everything we need to survive. Our water treatment plants, our electrical grid, our oil and natural gas pipelines, our transportation systems, and the risk that poses to every American requires our attention now. And get this, we even have a time frame for this impending disaster. The budgets that emerge from discussions underway now will dictate what kind of resources we have ready in 2027, a year that as this committee knows all too well, the CCP has circled on its calendar. Oh, we have three years to neutralize this existential threat. Don't you feel better? I don't. Thanks for giving me a minute. I'm Steve Ballsberg. Catch my show Monday through Friday right here on TNT.
Internet crimes against children in New Mexico are real. And when it comes to protecting your children, the New Mexico AG's office and the ICAC unit are on the front lines. I'm New Mexico Attorney General Hector Balderas. There's nowhere to hide for online predators in New Mexico. We are working tirelessly using state-of-the-art technology and resources to seek out and find them wherever they are. Please talk to your children about the dangers that exist online, social media, games, and messenger apps. It's always important to know who you're talking to. Help fight online predators in New Mexico by submitting a tip today. You're with Hervoy Morich on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, it's our final segment here with Representative uh, Heather Scott from Idaho. And, and uh, do follow her on Twitter. She she um, offers a lot of anti-globalist um, um, uh, work, uh, speaking out against that. Uh, Heather Scott ID on Twitter X. And you shared something recently. Glenn Beck retweeted it, uh, that you some crazy dude uh, on a plane was was uh, being rude to you about what happened there well um he he had a lot of courage until i turned that camera on and then he just clammed up and so i you never know what's going to go viral on there but i just put it on there to share kind of mean people there's mean people out there and boy did i it went viral um, and then I found out who he was. He was an ex-legislator and he's an executive for a big corporation. Imagine that. And um, and so anyway, yeah, I didn't know that was going to I got two million people that that saw it or something like that. So it it went crazy. So, yeah, sometimes I'd like to just point out there's mean people out there, especially yeah. the politicians. It's not civil anymore. That's not a way to behave. I mean, even though I'm a conservative, but if you know, I was at a a festival here a couple months back in 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 Mexico, and we came early to the events, and the governor was there, like in the plaza. Although I could have gone up to him. This is the guy who I call. I gave him the nickname. His name is Enrique Alfaro. I call him Enrique Adolfo Alfaro because he was pushing the COVID. You know, the Nazi COVID mandates and i just in the end felt like i don't even want to go up to him like i just feel so sad for him and you know if i saw a biden or someone like it just takes so much more energy to be hateful and rude no it's just like mm-hmm. I, you know, I might go up to the guy and like in in a diplomatic way say like how are you doing what you're doing i can't understand it you know but so we, right. we should always be nice and nonviolent. but you know for further thoughts we got the elections this year there's talk of a second civil war i do not i hope it doesn't happen they're making movies about a civil war just in, any thoughts on the elections that are coming up as well as this civil war talk um you know we have to do everything possible that we can do to avoid war and and i just know that i i had my grandpas were both in World War II, um, my my uncle and my dad in Vietnam War, and in the veterans I meet, when you look in their eyes and you hear their stories, we think we want war at times just to make things to do re- do our own reset, but we don't want war. It, it's ugly. It's it it hurts so many people, and so we have to do whatever we can to avoid it. Um, it seems like there's a lot of people pushing for it. And 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 so we just have to do everything we can to try to avoid it. And if it comes, it'll come. 
Yeah, uh, I, I would totally uh, agree with you. I, I, I mentioned that last week I watched the entire film, this 1997 film called Second Civil War about uh, Idaho National Guard being attacked by U.S. federal troops. <laughs> uh, sometimes I wonder, like, if that was like if they were planning that going because there's you know the civil war film coming out in two months as well um and you you've also um there's something that you mentioned that you know citizens fortifying their local communities for the coming collapse and i often ask my guests like what do we do uh i'm of the mindset we have to fight back regardless of what we think the odds are uh but then we also have to kind of prep you know like a plan b uh and so your your, your thoughts on things that we can do and then as well as prepping because we may have to make a temporary retreat uh you know yep. if they shut off your bank account i gotta have some food and water uh and, right. and and things like this prepping you could do a whole show on prepping i'm from prepper country up north idaho um but you have you you have to get your house in order i always tell people the first thing you got to do is get your house in order you know, get get your family in order, get out of debt, get your life right with God, get get those basic principles done. And once you get your family in order, then you start to network with your neighbors in your community locally. You set up a plan, you set out a network um, and you help them get out of debt and get their families in order. You the only way you're going to get through a war is with community. And, and I'll just give you this example. I, I'd say when COVID hit and they were trying to mask and vax people in Idaho, North Idaho was way different. We didn't mask up there. I never, never wore a mask to the grocery store. I never wore a mask out in public ever. Nobody did. And that's because like-minded citizens, uh, people forget that all power is in the people. I mean, that is a truth. And, and so if all powers in the people and you exercise that power, government can't force you to do anything you don't want to do. And so you build those networks and, and you get to know those neighbors that you maybe don't like. You know, you, you have to get to know them because they're going to they're going to be your first line of defense when when something comes. So. I uh, I put on my Twitter at the very top, I did this 101 things you can do. And, you know, there's a lot of things. There's They're just random things that, you know, people always ask me, what can I do? Well, there's 101 things, things that you can do to, to really try to better your community and prep for what probably will come at some point. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I was sharing that. That was um, very excellence and it's interesting that you mention network and community because as i often end my interviews i ask for solutions what do we do and i'm finding this common denominator where you know, everyone from rawls to yourself to other folks that i have on from all walks experts i would say by and large most of them are saying the most important is what you just said network and community like i don't think the bunker is the way to go um, you know, I, I live in narco territory. If you go too far from the city, there's not enough cops or authorities. We could have men just descend on my bunker and I'm completely um, screwed. And so uh, I think net community and network, you start there, like you said, family, network. And then from there, even if we look in history through, you know, totalitarian regimes, persecutions, yep. it was also always people just hanging, hanging together. Um, 
any thoughts on any tips on for for running for you know local uh office and 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 uh whatnot because we've had on tnt many people i had on michael oxford actually from california uh, a month back he was uh he was on tucker carlson because he refused to wear a mask and they fired him and he's blacklisted now in, in his industry and he's running for local office in california he just said he couldn't pay the electricity bill uh because he, he can't no one will give him work and so yeah. Any tips on running for um, office? So um, tips for running for office. You know, you get better government by getting better people in government. And I'm guessing if you're thinking that that you need to run, I always say start with a prayer team. Um, just start praying about it. I, I can't tell people to run. I wish everybody would run. I always try to motivate people to run. But but you have to be in God's will with what he would have you do. Um, but but it, it's not hard. And, and, you know, I'm a state rep. And before that, I didn't know anything about government. And, and I'm the most conservative voting Republican now for 10 years. Um, I, I can fight for things and, and, and it's you'll figure it out. You don't have to know everything to run for office. You don't have to know anything. You just have to have courage to step up and say, I can do it better. And that's what we need. We just need average, normal people. All you need is some common sense. If you got common sense, you should be running for something. And and I'll say this, especially our veterans. I mean, our veterans, I know they're tired and they've done their job, but, but they need to get back in the game or they're gonna be in the game in a way they don't wanna be. So I, I encourage veterans all the time to just please step up and, and get involved. Um, that's that's the only way you're going to make change in the systems. And I don't think it's too late. I, I always have hope. You know, I don't think it's too late. We're going down a really bad road. Um, my hope always is that Jesus will come back and it'll all be over. But until then, we just got to keep fighting. We got to keep pushing back evil everywhere we can um, and, and be salt and light and speak the truth. Uh, we we know the truth, so we have to share it. And and you got to change the hearts and minds of people, you know. So you got to get in government. So try try to run for something, even if it's dog catcher. <laughs> really powerful uh, statement there. We're we're down to a minute and a half to midnight. Uh, you know, any other thoughts? I worry sometimes about World War Three, uh, nuclear war. I don't believe in the cold winter um theory but nonetheless it, it would not be good do you think we're going to go there and, and any other thought final thought for us i don't know if we will or not i mean there's evil people out there and we know that things aren't getting much better but we know where we're going and, and we know what we got to do while we're here and so we just got to keep plugging along um we're not to live in fear there's no reason to be fearful so if it happens it happens we'll deal with it when it comes but we don't need to sit and dwell on it. We got a lot of work to do. And so we just got to do what we can do and and have it. If it comes, it comes. Uh, I, I would totally agree. We got 30 seconds left. Thank you for coming on to TNT Representative Scott. Tell us wh where are the best places we can find you on the Internet. Probably just Twitter. Let's just do Twitter and X. That's that's probably the best place um, for now. I I'm all over, but that's probably the best place. So. All right. Thank I always so think much. of. Thanks for coming on. I, Idaho potatoes. That's from from Illinois. That's all, that's our. The, I'm sure you hear it all the time. That's the the biggest claim to fame.